This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Sorry, sorry, sorry to disappoint you. I'm sure you got some fucked up shit going on. My dreams, it's all fighter jets and gunshots. <laughs> and where are you during the fighter jets and gunshots? In, in one dreams? of the fighter jets, dude. It's like Top Gun up in there. But you don't have anything else on except for a necklace, some underwear, and your flip-flops. Nope. Lost me. <laughs> and when I say you don't have anything else on... Russia I mean, is way too cold for that nonsense. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Alright, so anybody who's ever been in a band knows there comes a time when you have to get serious. In the beginning, it's usually just a ragtag bunch of friends that start out jamming in somebody's garage, or if you're like the bands I was in, you start out jamming in an upstairs apartment bedroom or in a climate-controlled storage space. Now, the only problem with both of these locations is that a full-on rock band is not welcome at all there, so much so that we had the cops banging on my apartment door and people just trying to store their crap in a climate-controlled environment telling us to get the fuck out and move on. So like I said, we had to get serious and we had to find a place we could actually practice and create music. Now, for the first band I was in, our place was this magical oasis of local music called The Black Box. Back in the late 90s, there were about four professional places in Atlanta that you could rent a space, jam until all hours of the night, and not only would nobody complain, they welcomed it. The first and only place we went was The Black Box. Some friends of ours were in a band and they recommended it and they said, you guys definitely have to check it out. So we pull up, we drive down off of Freedom Parkway down in Atlanta, and when we walk up to the building, it's this huge industrial space. It looks like an old factory or some shit like that. And you walk up these steps and you go down a hallway and it's just white drywall walls on both sides with black doors with numbers on them. And there's music blaring out of these out of these doors. We're walking down the hallways looking at posters of bands looking for new members, selling gear, advertising upcoming shows, and we're hearing every type of music you can imagine from these spaces. Death metal, jazz, funk. We heard choirs singing and shit like that. It was one of the weirdest things we'd ever heard. And for four kids with nominal musical talent and tons of enthusiasm, this was our little slice of heaven. We immediately felt like we were home, and we're all looking around at each other going, holy shit, dude, we have arrived. We wouldn't have to always be telling each other to turn down. We could finally go all out. After going to the front office and speaking with them, they showed us this huge space right next to the office, Space 35. We had a couple of guys that were in a punk band that were willing to split the cost with us. And after looking it over and paying the deposit, we had keys and we were officially a real band. And nobody could tell us any different. So we rented the space on a Tuesday, and the following Friday, we planned to christen the brand new place. We told everybody we knew, like our girlfriends and our friends, don't worry about us. We're going to be at the practice space all weekend. We had these visions in our head of finally we're a real rock band. Finally, we're taking ourselves seriously. And people around us were already starting to whisper about the four of us saying they changed or they're starting to act stuck up. They're acting like they're better than everybody else because we were doing something that didn't include everybody around us. But that shit happens when you're in your late teens and you're doing something out outside the norm but again we didn't care we finally had a place to make music so that friday night we load up on a particularly hot summer night and we head on down to the space soon as we get there we unload our gear we run through the songs that we have and we immediately start writing new ones 
The creative juices weren't only flowing, they were rushing like a river. It felt amazing. We started writing and working on a couple of new songs immediately. Now, in retrospect, it wasn't just the creative juices that were flowing. A lot of us were sweating like we were $2 hookers in church. The one thing we hadn't counted on was how much heat four guys playing rock music could create in a stale room that had no ventilation and no air conditioning. Now, we got there kind of late in the night. There weren't a whole lot of bands around us, and the office was already closed, so we couldn't ask anybody if there was any way to turn on any air conditioning. We checked the room. We walked all the way down all the walls. We're looking at everything we can see. There's absolutely no air conditioning in this room. We're like, Jesus, I guess we're just supposed to be hot. In a little bit over an hour, this oasis of local music had turned into a hot yoga class that nobody had signed up for. But again, we thought we were real musicians and were paying our dues or some bullshit, so we soldiered on. It was so hot at certain points, we had to get up and leave the fucking room just to be able to breathe, but we would go back after 10 minutes or so. We were so desperate to write music and willing to risk heat, risk heat stroke just to do it. We were so jacked up about finally having a place to practice that we stayed all of that Friday night and decided to just crash there and get up on Saturday the next morning and start over. I remember laying there trying to fall asleep and talking with my bandmates and joking, and looking in retrospect, I was kind of nose blind to the way that four guys in their teens probably smelled after playing music all night, but I can only imagine. The next morning, we all get up, we go to McDonald's, get some breakfast, immediately go back to the practice space, and all of us are talking about, Jesus, it's going to be so fucking hot when we get in there, but again, we didn't care. We start running through our songs, working on the new ones that we had written the night before, and we are sweating like new arrivals in hell. When after about an hour of us practicing, the heat's getting really oppressive in the room, the punk band uses their keys and opens the door and says, yeah, we, we told you guys we'd be here this afternoon to practice, and we just got here a little bit early, wanted to check out some of your stuff. And they all look at us as they get there after they tell us what they're there for with this insane look on their face and go, Jesus Christ, why is it so fucking hot in here? We smugly tell them that there's no air conditioning in the room, but we've been practicing all night and all this heat is just what we've built up. We've kind of got this feeling like we're definitely paying our dues and this makes us badasses. So we're, we're kind of carrying that with us. When one of the guys looks over at us and smiles like he knows something that we don't and says, you guys need to follow me. And he walks out of the hallway, out in this concrete hallway with these drywall walls. And about three or four feet down the hallway from our room, he walks over to a dial about six feet up on the wall. He turns that dial all the way up and says, go back in the room. We go back in the room. And the night before, we had seen vents for air conditioning, but we had no idea how to turn it on. So we just figured maybe it didn't work. Maybe the building used to have air conditioning and now it doesn't have it anymore. But we go back in there and we felt the sweet, sweet relief of air conditioning pouring out of those vents. Suddenly, we're not paying our dues. Suddenly, we're not badasses. We're just teenagers who hadn't gone down the hallway to check if there was any air conditioning out there. From then on, we no longer had to work in a sweatshop just to create music. Now, that space went on to become the space that I created music in for the next three or four years. And it became one of those places that just felt like home. Every time you pulled up, you knew that you were going to create music. And as I've moved on later on in my life, Black Box eventually was sold and turned into condos, and now there's like a five-star restaurant in the same building. But I will always remember the first weekend and the sweat box that we lived in. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. 
You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but that's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. We're going to have a brand new episode of Patreon-exclusive content dropping this weekend. So go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. Get your money in so you can get your extra show. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show as well as the Two Chicks and the Plural of Apocalypse, the Lounge SD podcast, and another Lousy Millennium podcast. And this week on episode 161, we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff, including a guy in Russia who had absolutely no clothes on in 20 degree below Celsius weather and decided to go hunting. And then later on, we're going to talk about crazy ass family secrets and the fact that Kenny really doesn't have any, but he's pretty sure that I do. So check it out. We'll be right back. my signal unleash hell for this bit i just want to talk into your ears for a little bit dude don't talk to me like that i just want to get inside I'm your gonna head cut you. i want to just live inside your brain for a little bit no right? you can't go anywhere near my brain you stay away from me i'm gonna get inside your brain you sound like live. a pedophile i don't sound like a pedophile i sound like your best dream no no, no. That's, that's exactly what i sound there's like. no gunshots there's no jets there doesn't have to be with this voice in, your brain. in my dreams it's all fire jets and gunshots <laughs> And where are you during the fighter jets and gunshots? I'm in, in your one dreams? of the fighter jets, dude. It's like Top Gun up in there. Hold on one second. Listen, I know the cockpits inside fighter You're jets. Goose. I'm Goose. Yeah. Are you saying that I'm the reason you have to keep going after I get killed? Why do I always die in the fucking fantasies you have, dude? It's not my. You don't die in my fantasy. We don't get shot down. We don't get in anybody's tailspin because Iceman can go fuck himself. I shot Iceman down for getting in my shot. <laughs> so you're a terrorist in your dreams. I'm a terrorist. I mean, you should have flown in front of me. He knew I was locking on. My fault. So in your war. dreams, in, in your dreams, these war games that are being simulated. You it wasn't been, like that. It, there were no games. In my, there are no games in my dreams, first of all. Everything's real. It's there's no real games in your real. dreams. So in your dreams, like everything is playing for keeps. Like oh, every yeah, fight dude. is to the death. Those were Russians. Those are Ru- So Iceman is a Russian. No, Val Kilmer. He got in between me and the Russian I was shooting at. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Tom Cruise hesitated. <laughs> all right. So for the, for the, 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 principles of this story i want you to imagine something you love guns and all that stuff mm-hmm. um would you consider yourself a hunter have you would you ever consider no, going i don't kill out, animals would you consider going out and killing an animal no so you would never consider going out to hunt or anything like that that's not something that you would do no not, not very interested okay so for this story i want you to imagine that you would just i might just, go boar hunting one day just because boars are assholes i've heard nothing about or nothing but boars are a they're fucking an, menace in well, south they're an invasive, georgia they're an invasive species exactly so. they fucking move in and try to steal everything from the area they try to rip it of all the shit that they can they try to fucking and i'm like deer meat which i'm not really keen on boar meat's good is boar meat good tastes like pig i i have no idea it tastes just like regular pig um pig is good that pig is fucking delicious Let's, we can all we can, <laughs> but bacon is delicious good. bacon good um, I don't dig on swine though. That's all. I, I can't eat the shit out of swine. I eat the shit out of swine. The very first time I ever heard somebody tell me they didn't eat pork, it was kind of like them looking at me and saying, "I don't have sex." Right? I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you? What do you mean you don't eat pork? But you're not even Muslim." So here, for this bit, I want you to just close your eyes and imagine this. Okay, you've got your gun, you've okay. got a rifle. Okay, some sort of a long gun strapped to your back. What am I hunting? 
um, you're hunting wolves in the area. So probably fairly large caliber rifle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you have a kind of a large caliber rifle. You're, you're, you're in Russia. You're close to, you're close to like Russia proper and shit well, like definitely that. Definitely got a good gun then. Cause you're all by your fucking lonesome out there in the wild yonders. So you're out, you're on a, you're on a snowmobile. Like you're riding through the wilds of Russia, hunting wolves. You've got a, a rifle slung on I your back. I feel like we're about to go into a training montage from Rocky four, but you don't have anything else on except for a necklace, some underwear and your flip-flops. Nope. Lost me. <laughs> and when I say you don't have anything else on... Russia I mean, is way too cold for that nonsense. I mean, literally, in the story, it is negative 20 degrees See? Celsius. Not negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, no. Negative 20 degrees Celsius. Nope. This guy wanted to go out. Let me go out and grab his name real quick. I um, don't need his name. It's some Russian name. Well, when Let's you call look, him Sergi. When you look at the fucking uh, the, the story, it just says a man. It doesn't even give his name. The, he didn't want to identify himself. The only reason we even know about this guy, he's out fucking on a snowmobile, no shirt on, no pants First of all, on. First that means you're like on a snowmobile. There's extra wind. That's an extra wind chill. Flying through the fucking, and there's a dude with a camera who just happens to be out walking and goes, holy fuck, dude, here, here's my jacket. I'm not too far away from like my hut or whatever it is that he has. And he's like, here, take my jacket. The guy on the snowmobile is like, no, no, no. It's a beautiful day out here. The sun is shining. It's fine. I'm going to be out here hunting fucking wolves with nothing on but flip-flops. This is stupid. The dude said basically his wife didn't want him to go out hunting. So he decided, you know what? She hid all of his clothes. She hid every stitch of clothing he had, including his shoes and his socks. You cannot control me, woman. This is Russia. (laughs) Basically, he looked at her and said, fuck that bitch. This is Russia. So he gets on his snowmobile and leaves. The guy with the camera doesn't get any more information whatsoever. The guy gets on the snowmobile. He stops for a second. The dude's filming him with the camera and shit like that. And it's like, dude, um, here's my fucking jacket. You seem to have had some sort of a weird episode where you think it's warm enough to be out here with no fucking clothes on. That's so odd. I don't I didn't I couldn't get it. Reading the story, I was like, dude, I have to talk to Kenny about this because Kenny loves to be without a shirt. But typically when it's cold outside, at least a shirt. I don't like going outside, period. But when I do go outside, I have like warmth. (laughs) At least a shirt is involved when you go outside. Generally a jacket. (laughs) Like a a light jacket, some socks, maybe some shoes. And for the record, I always wear pants, guys. Have you you ever found yourself outside without the proper clothes on? Like, have you ever gotten locked outside in your underwear or anything like that at the house? No, <laughs> I'd break right in. I just fuck that. I don't deal with the discomfort very well. I did have shocker there. I did have the only time that I have anything like that. I mean, I've gotten locked out of my car before, but never in my underwear. Like if you get locked out of your car in your underwear, something nefarious happened before you got out of your car. But um, the worst thing like that, that I can remember is coming home and my car was in the shop and I didn't have a key to the house. Cause like a dumbass, I gave them all my keys. As opposed to keeping the key for the front door. And I got to the house and was like, uh, I don't even have a garage door opener. How, how am I going to get in? That was about it. I've never been locked out of the house. I've, Nikki's never put all my clothes away and said, you can't go outside. Um, I don't think Nikki would bother because that's just, that's craziness in itself. I don't want you to go outside. So I'm going to hide your clothes. It, it does seem kind of asinine. Like, I don't want you to go out tonight or I'm going to leave you. Seems like it would work. <laughs> what's the worst thing you've ever been told by a significant other like that? Like where she was trying to put her foot down and like basically control uh, you? Probably the time that chick showed up at 420. <laughs> in case you forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. We're all sitting around celebrating 420 as people in their 20s do. And we get the fucking police knock 
on the door. And we're getting warned that if we don't, uh, if I don't depart, the police will be called. Yeah. That chick is standing, like, we don't even mention her by name. Okay. We, she was just a dark spot in Kenny's history. We had all, we're all used to the fact that Kenny moved away and was living this weird lifestyle where he's moved in with a friend of nobody's mom. <laughs> it's just some dude Kenny met and moved in with his mom. And, yeah. Like when Kenny has other friends that we don't know about, weird shit always happens. When he started hanging out with the Bulgarians, weird shit started happening. When he starts hanging out with some other friend that we don't know his mom, weird shit starts happening. Chick shows up and tells him, I'm going to call the cops on the entire party. And it's like, she knew I was going to this party. I mean, it was, it was planned. Like we left. I even had her like a niece with me, I think who was like, just turned 18. And like, there was no problem. She had no problem when I left, but I guess being gone for 45 minutes triggered something. <laughs> well, is this before or after you slept with the niece? Before. Okay. Way before. So, so you, at this point, the niece is sleeping with the niece you. was a parting gift. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Isn't this the chick that ended up throwing your clothes out and shit like that? Yeah, like tell, you had to fucking, tell us had to come help me collect my items. That's uh, that, that's one of those scenes, the stories. Like I've never had a breakup go that bad. I've never had anything where somebody we was, were already broken up. It's that's just when she found out I slept with niece. I've never had anybody get that mad at me. Okay, I've never had. I mean, like when the girl broke up with, or when I broke up with the girl who bought me the drums. She was pretty upset, okay? She was a little bit upset about you, the fact that we were breaking your, up. You and your cursed drums. Listen, the drums weren't cursed. She wanted to buy them. I said, don't buy them for me. She went ahead and bought them. When we broke up, she was a little bit broken up, but she wasn't she, like- She was a gigolo. She wasn't throwing my shit out in the hallway and shit like that. Um, I think you're just a bad person. I think that's really what it comes down to. I'm a wonderful person. What makes you a wonderful person, though? Like you, you cheated on this chick. I did not cheat on her. We were broken up. <laughs> I'd already planned on moving out. I was waiting for Ray to get a room ready. Look, all I know is this chick thought you guys had something special and you slept with her niece. Okay. And then she had to throw you out of the house. I banged her a month later. Went back and banged her one more time. It's always nice to have a parting gift when that stuff, like when I was single and stuff like that, that was always nice when you could, you could still go in and be like, you know what? I don't really want to be with you, but I could, if I wanted to. Yeah. So before we move on uh, into some other crazy ass story that you have, I also wanted to ask, uh, do you have any weird family secrets that your family kept from you that you found out later? Like you've told us the story before about how you made up a brother that your mom and dad <laughs> shipped off to some sort of boarding school or some shit like they, that. They, had, they put him up for adoption because he was so bad yeah. and you and Daniel were the good kids and Daniel was all well, salty. I was the good kid. Daniel wasn't around yet. That's how the story worked. Cause I convinced him he used to have another older brother that got shipped off. And he was all salty about it and shit with your parents, apparently, where he gets all mad at him and shit. Is that the worst family secret that you have? Well, it wasn't true. So <laughs> well, I'm saying like, is that, is there anything else that your family ever like hid from you or something like that? I can't think of anything. Like you don't have like an uncle who was a Nazi or anything like that? I have a fat uncle. <laughs> that's not the same as being a Nazi, dude. That's a little bit different. I mean, no, that's pretty open book. Okay. Nothing weird. Sorry, sorry, sorry to disappoint you. I'm sure you got some fucked up shit going on. All right, so it seems like Kenny's family has their own share of being messed up, but they're just kind of out in the open about it. Whereas for me and my family, it takes a little bit more digging. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to get into some of my family secrets and then a story about finding out who your dad is the absolute wrong way. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, 
two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. The price is wrong, bitch. Have you ever been sitting around and said, man, I wish there was more now that I'm older than just the one episode I get every week? Well, now you're in luck. If you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, you're going to get stuff just like this. Our president is an internet troll. This episode is called Meat Bullets, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I want Meat Bullets. But I'm waiting to meet the first flat earther. And I might get arrested, but I'm slapping them straight dead in the mouth. Not like gently like haha like i'm slapping them like the joker would slap you so be sure to go to patreon.com slash now that i'm older contribute up to the ten dollar level and when we drop patreon exclusive content you'll get to hear it every single week and remember getting older sucks but can be awesome at the same time thanks a lot you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight what i always ask that of all my prey i just like the sound of it Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Adam. And we encourage you to come listen to a very special program. A podcast, unlike anything you've heard before. Right, Brian? What? No, dude. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. What's our show about? We talk about comedy, sports, science, topical news, meat hunting, music, podcasting, Matthew McConaughey, vision, health and fitness, horse cocks, technical difficulties, buffaloes, popular culture, maybe a little too much about the Asians. Oh, y'all army so cute and tiny. Edits. Check us out on Twitter at Ehap Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or through our website, www.ehappodcast.com. Contact us directly through ehappodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe on YouTube under Ehap Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Grinder. Really? We're on Facebook? I think so. Okay. You people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. I have a few stories. Like uh, the one story we told a while back about, um, you actually told me the story. I had no idea about it. But I get this phone call that my um, uncle was in the hospital. That he, he had this really <laughs> bad fall. He's no, it was hurt. a car wreck. We felt bad for That's him. That's right. It was a car wreck. He was in this terrible car wreck. His back is all messed up. And he's in the hospital. And you need to come up here and see him and stuff like that. And I'm feeling all bad about it. I that, told Kenny, so Shane like, told me that story, and then I talked to Shane's brother. Yeah, he talks to Stephen. And Stephen's like, "Don't feel sorry for shut up, bitch, dumbass." And I'm like, "Why?" He's in a car wreck. He's like, "He didn't get hurt in the car wreck." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You know, in Cobb County, on that part of the East West Connector where it's over the wetlands, they had to build a bridge to protect the wetlands." And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "That's where the wreck was," and he was drunk. And while he was waiting for the police, sitting on the fucking uh, edge of the road, he fell off the bridge. And that's what hurt his back.
I had questions immediately because this was like something my mom didn't know this part of the story. Apparently, this is the at same the time. uncle that stole Shane's tequila while he was in the house doing some work for Shane. He stole my uh, my tequila. I got for my thirtieth birthday. I got two different fifths of tequila. He steals one of them, um, and I told him you can have a shot out of the tequila. He thought that meant the whole bottle. He stole um, one of my cousins, one of my great cousins. He actually stole his meth. Um, he did all the meth that my cousin had. Like everybody's sitting around. They were all apparently using drugs together, doing their meth. And they say, hey, we got to go get some drinks. We'll be right back. You stay here. And shut up, bitch. Like, yeah, that's fine. No big deal. I'll stay here. Apparently, as the story goes, they all left. Shut up, bitch. Does all the meth and then leaves and calls the cops on them while they're all sitting there, like coming back. And he's like, hey, I just called the cops on you guys. I'm like, that's a fucking dick move. So with that in mind. Kenny calls me up and goes, Hey, remember that car wreck that your uncle was in? I was like, yeah, dude, I feel really bad. I got to get up to the hospital. Like I hadn't been able to make it up there. Kenny goes, don't fucking feel bad for him. He was leaning over a guardrail and probably fell asleep or some shit. He just fucking hurt his back when he, and he literally fell like 30 or 40 feet off this thing when he fell down. Like I can imagine him hurting his back, but then you go back and imagine he was just drunk and slipped or fucking fell asleep or whatever the fuck happened to make him fall. I don't get it. He was probably drunk. I mean, he's drunk like 90% of the time. <laughs> but at the same time, even drunk, I know that that's really deep. You don't go over there. You don't fucking hang over the side of it or any shit. Shut up, bitch. You're not the brightest berry in the batch. So you don't have any sort of family secrets like that where anything crazy went on or anything where anybody hid anything from you or anything like that. No. My family talks a lot of shit. So if you do something, you're going to hear about it. Okay, so I was uh, looking around on Twitter over the weekend, and I found this story about uh, somebody who was in a college class, and they were doing this test, some sort of a pre-med class or a chemistry class or something like that, and they're doing this test to figure out what their blood type is. Mm -hmm. And when they're going through to do their blood type test, this one girl has this really, really weird sort of a result come up, resulting from her two parents. And as the story goes... A girl tweets, I'm in biography or a biology class and we're going over blood types. And uh, I think a girl just found out she was adopted. <laughs> so she has no idea. These are her two biological parents. This is everything is fine. These two people have raised me. These are my parents. So apparently she's sitting in a biology lecture and on Monday they're discussing blood types. And this girl was trying to figure out why her blood type didn't make sense on her Punit square. I don't know what Punit squares are. Apparently it helps you with blood type. So she tells her professor that her dad was O. And her mom was A, yet she was AB. Who knows what their parents' blood type is? I don't know because what my they, blood if, type is. They were doing this for their um, for the class, so what, she had to go ask her what's parents. What's your blood type? I have no fucking idea, <laughs> exactly. but I'm not in a biology class. Exactly. So she tells the professor like what the blood type is. Her dad's an O, her mom's A, but she's AB, according to all the tests that they did. So she comes back to class today, and the professor made a point to ask her if she was mistaken. Like, is one of your parents' blood type different? Did you have the, the data wrong or anything like that? This girl gets up in front of a 243-person class and announces her mom had an affair with her husband's brother, <laughs> which is her husband's stepbrother, years and years ago. So technically, she's been raised by her uncle and not her dad her entire fucking life, and her mom hid it from both of them for 21 years. She's got a father and uncle. <laughs> so because the professor told her she was wrong with her blood type, she figured out that her uncle was actually her dad and vice versa. And now her parents are getting a fucking divorce. Wah, wah. I've never had anything that earth changing. Now meeting my biological mother for the first time. See, cause Shane comes from the kind of upbringing where every time his dad was pissed off, he probably threw the fact in his face that they didn't know who his parents were. 
My my dad actually one time when he got really really mad at me, um, we had this situation on Halloween where we got in this fight and I like I punched him and then he kicked me in the nuts with uh wearing cowboy boots and shit like that. Of course your dad fought dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Typical shit that happens to all twelve year olds, right? But no. <laughs> your dad never kicked you between the legs never with cowboy boots. Now, he knocked me the fuck out a few times, but he never had to cheat. Um well I popped my dad across the face and twelve year old Shane, not as strong as drunk. 30 something year old dad. So he fucking, I hit him and I saw that, that everything kind of turned red. Like it was a Japan animation uh, or some shit. You know, you done fucked up where in behind the dragon ball Z character, the world starts like spinning by and shit like that. And it's like, Whoa! he started powering up and he turned in a Mustang front seat around in the seat and kicked me between my legs. That's impressive, actually. To be able to for turn a drunk a dude <laughs> in the front of a hatchback Mustang. And we're talking the 89 Mustang. When they were all little and shit like that, my dad did some acrobatic shit. This is the same guy who was so mad that he, he couldn't find his own keys. Okay? <laughs> That's how drunk he was. But he still had the fucking acrobatic ability to kick me in the nuts. So later that night when I'm walking back in the house, my dad looks at me. And he's apologized for this sense. But my dad looks at me and goes... <laughs> I don't even know if you're my son. And I'm like, that's, that's a good thing to say. <laughs> it's a, it's a good relationship we have here. Well, thinking back on some of the stuff he's done, it could be kind of, kind of, kind of be refreshed. Thank God. That's what you should have said. I would have <laughs> fucked him up. You're like, thank God. <laughs> you have lifted a weight off of my shoulders, Dennis. <laughs> I thought I was just fucking destined to be a piece of shit. Now I got a chance. Oh, but yeah, that's uh, that's one of the crazy things. We did have a friend as well who had a, a really crazy story. We had we a, friend. Have a friend whose mom was a carny. Exactly. It was, that's exactly the story I was talking about. I remember at 16 years old hanging out with Jamie when he tells me, hey, um, so I found something the other day and it kind of <laughs> kind of messed me up a little bit. You have like, a sister mother. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's mom was old. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Real old. For all of Jamie's life. Jamie's Jamie was like 16 or shit. He was like 14 when I met him. His mom was like 50 something when we first met him. And so it was like, dude, she had you when she was really old. He's like, yeah, man, but it's, you know, it's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not, dude. That's a high risk pregnancy. You might have brain damage or some shit. Maybe that's why your legs are so short. <laughs> Jamie was this really weird looking dude who had a lot of torso and very little legs. I'll yeah, just, like he could grab his toes without stretching. Like standing straight up, he could stick his foot out and put his hand on the bottom of his shoe. Now, if you can imagine doing that with your foot right now, congratulations. But it was really eye-opening and strange for us. But Jamie was going through some shit. I think his mom had asked him to get something out of her bedroom or something, not realizing that she had adoption papers or whatever the fuck she had sitting nearby. And he finds out that his mom, who was actually his sister, quote unquote, worked in the for the carnival. She Hold had on, run off. His mom, who he knew as his mom, was his grandmother, his sister. That's what I'm saying. His sister mom. He was raised thinking his sister, who he hated, <laughs> was his mother. He hated her because she was all trashy and shit. Like, she would come over with carnies carny. and shit. <laughs> she probably did math and had teeth missing. I, I, I just... <laughs> Jamie, car, I bet she had that carny smell. Jamie calls like me at where she smells like powdered sugar and, and grease. Corn dog and feet. Ugh. Ugh. Just imagine it. You're, you're I don't ride my, carnival rides because those people build them. There was a time when I would ride carnival rides when I was in my late uh, teens, dude, early twenties. Keep doing that, dude. My late teens, early twenties, completely rode carnival. Six rides. Six Flags, yes. I don't carnival, ride. No, I don't ride any shit like that. Those people most definitely don't have an engineering degree. Let's be honest. 
Those people don't even fuck it. Some of them don't even file taxes, okay? They don't even know how to operate a 1040 EZ. So let's not act like any of them have any sort of mechanical ability whatsoever. I'm not writing shit that those people put together. But to find out that your sister, that you've hated your entire life, is your mom. This all happened in a weekend. Like from a Thursday to a Saturday. And Jamie finally has to sit down with his grandmother, who's been his mom, his whole 15 or 16 years on the earth at this point. And it's like, so... Not my mom, huh? And you can imagine it kind of fucked him up for a couple of years. Nothing nothing ever really changed. I mean, his mom was still his mom, but now he just knew her as his grandmother and shit like that. But I still don't have anything fucked up enough like my dad actually wasn't my dad and I'd been lied to for 21 years. No, because your parents threw it in your face. <laughs> my mom literally admitted to me. That- I raised you not even have to, boy. My dad, he, the really fucked up part is my mom left when I was five years old and my dad would say shit like that to my face. And so he, if you're not my father, here's what I always thought as a kid. If you're not really my dad, why would you even say some shit like that? Like you just took me in out of the goodness of your heart. Let's be honest. You didn't have the money to take anybody in out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah, I, I doubt Kitten Killer Dennis did anything out of the goodness of his heart. I, I'm not. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I was never a charity case. Okay, I think it was just mental warfare on the on the part We're of my have dad. To feed one more extra one at KFC now. Give me some more than powder mashed taters. That, that's another buffet. God, two piece special, man. Get the buffet. Uh, where you go back and get the extra sides. You could just pile that macaroni and cheese on with that powdered ass sugar. Their classic Out of recipes, powdered ass cheese, crispy chicken too. Going back to the chicken thing, just it's a once a year thing, man. I can't do KFC anymore. It's fried chicken in general, it's like ugh, it's so greasy. Yeah. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys, I'm going home. That's it for now that I'm older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online now that I'm older.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIO Pod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. This is about over, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming now that I'm older. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.